Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly, I'm an eating disorder recovery coach. In a previous episode, I spoke about some of the many ways in which restriction can manifest in a person with an eating disorder and how it can really sneakily still exist in your recovery even when you're eating huge amounts more food and facing big fear foods and big challenges. So if you haven't listened to that episode already, then do go away and have a listen to it and come back to this one. But I think otherwise, before I do continue, whether you listen to the last episode on this topic or not, it's really important to very seriously note that restriction is not a good thing. Therefore, in this episode, as we've already come to the conclusion that ongoing restriction when you are overcoming a restrictive eating disorder is not a good thing and have covered some of the many ways it can manifest, even in recovery, I thought I'd make an episode with some thoughts and ideas about how to address the lingering restriction in your recovery. So number one, and most importantly of all, if you feel hungry, you should eat. If you are thinking about food, you should eat as this is mental hunger. If you think you might be thinking about food, you should eat as this is mental hunger. Any hunger, mental or physical, and you need to eat because not doing so is restriction. And when you do eat and you're not sure what to have, always choose the densest and most scary options wherever possible. Playing it safe when it comes to what you eat is restriction and it won't rewire those underlying fears of all those foods that you've avoided for years with the illness. So always, if you don't know what to eat, choose the densest and the most scary that's available to you. And if you do notice a food rule or restriction pop into your head or into your life, then address it. And if you're in any doubt that the choice you're making is the illness or not, then give yourself and give your recovery the benefit of the doubt and address it by eating something much more terrifying than the safer item you are about to select. Also, as you go through recovery, remind yourself that as you have been restricting for so long in the illness, your body has been starved and malnourished, no matter what BMI you are. And so it needs lots of energy, lots of fats and nutrients to fully heal. Keep reminding yourself of that to reassure yourself that eating this much food is more than okay and you don't need to restrict any more at all in your life. And when the doubts come up in recovery, when you're not sure that you're doing the right thing and choosing the higher calorie or denser food, ask yourself, what would pre-eating disorder me have eaten? Because the foods we ate before the illness started, or the foods we ate as a child, are usually still the foods that we love, or that we would love, now, 
when we let ourselves eat them. So when you're in doubt about what to eat, another great tactic is to just ask yourself, what would I have eaten before I had the eating disorder? What did I love to eat as a child? How can I relive those experiences? And whatever you do do in your recovery, please don't save food or calories for later. This is textbook eating disorder behavior, and it is so very, very unnecessary, especially in recovery when you should be getting rid of all restriction. And so you should be eating at all times by responding to all your mental and physical hunger. So no saving food, no saving calories for later in the day. You can always eat more. And one tool that you can use to help with this as well is to deliberately eat every half an hour or every hour at the most to show yourself that there are no rules over the time of day that you eat. And when you do eat as regularly as this, also make sure that each time what you eat is quite a significant amount or a significant item of food as well. And when the negative emotions come up in recovery as they will, keep reminding yourself that eating in recovery will very often not feel safe or okay and it very often won't feel like the right thing to do. And in fact it's very likely to feel like the wrong thing to do and it's likely to feel chaotic in your brain. But that is the very reason that you need to do it because eating feeling wrong or chaotic is not a normal human reaction. It's an eating disorder reaction. So take those feelings of wrongness and eat anyway, despite those feelings sitting right next to you. And one day, if you keep eating despite the feelings of wrongness, those feelings of wrongness won't be there anymore because they'll know that they're not wanted and that they're definitely not true for you. And the eating disorder thoughts in your mind will be constant and they may well get louder and louder as you eat with less and less restriction. But let those thoughts chatter away, but try to ignore the thoughts popping in or the threats that the eating disorder might be making. Label those thoughts about, you know, you will have to compensate for this later, or thoughts that you're being greedy, or thoughts about weight gain and poor body image. And I could list the thoughts the illness will create in your eating disorder recovery. I could list those thoughts all day. But label any of them that come up as eating disordered, irrelevant, and then just flick them away while grabbing hold of more food and eating it. Alongside this, feelings around eating of greed, guilt, disgust, are also unfortunately all very normal in recovery as well when you're eating more and you're breaking restriction. So again, expect these emotions to come up and then as you did with the disordered thoughts, label them as inappropriate and symptoms of the illness and just flick them away while continuing to eat with no restriction at all. Also address compensatory behaviors whether that's exercise, purging, laxatives, or diet pills. Because these are all a form of restriction too, and they have no place in your recovery. And I know it's really hard to overcome these compensatory behaviours, so seek support to overcome them whenever you need it, because you probably are going to need it. So seek that support, but 
really focus on addressing the compensatory behaviors while you're also addressing the restriction in your eating. And the other thing to do is to avoid keeping busy all the time, whether you keep yourself mentally busy or physically busy or a combination of these things, because this again is a form of restriction and it's a way to avoid hunger, it's a way to avoid eating. So just allow that space in your life to be there and allow that space in your mind for your recovery so that your recovery can happen and so that you have the brain space to focus on true unrestricted eating and what that really means for you. Another thing to do is just to constantly remind yourself that you cannot overcome restriction and a restrictive eating disorder with restriction. So every time in recovery you find yourself thinking, oh, well, I'll just have this slightly more restrictive choice this time, just remind yourself you're not going to recover from a restrictive eating disorder by choosing the restrictive option. Unfortunately, it is as simple as that. And always remember that diet food tastes like shit compared to the real deal. So no more diet foods, just don't go down those aisles in the store. And if you do, look on them with pity and a feeling of glee that you don't have to eat that rubbish anymore. Well, to be fair, you never had to eat that rubbish in the first place, but you really, really don't and shouldn't be eating that rubbish in recovery. Keep also reminding yourself on a loop, if you have to, that recovery should never feel comfortable but you can feel like shit and do it anyway. And the more you do, despite it feeling absolutely horrible, the sooner it stops feeling horrible and you can keep going with recovery behaviours and unrestricted eating while feeling actually okay about it. So if recovery is feeling comfortable from the beginning to the end, you're probably not doing recovery right. Work out where you're not doing recovery right if that's the case allow recovery to feel uncomfortable, sit through it, and eventually it will start to feel a lot more comfortable again as you recover. And I think very importantly, always add butter to your bread, lots of milk to your coffee and tea, add cream to anything you can add it to, choose large options wherever possible, and always, always make the least restrictive food choices that are available to you at all times. When you're recovered, you can decide if you really like the things in their densest forms. But right now, err on the side of caution and just choose the densest and the largest forms of anything you are opting for. Make sure that there's no restriction getting in there with what you're choosing to eat. And it has to be said that if you are thinking of food or if you're dreaming of ice cream, then please just eat food, eat ice cream and do so now and not later. As I said before, all hunger, mental and physical matters and you need to respond to it all. And if you've just eaten but you still feel hungry, don't judge it because eating more is never wrong but not eating despite hunger is restriction. So even if you think I've just eaten a huge feast meal and I can't possibly be hungry, but actually something in your mind is saying, please, please, I want more food, respond to it, eat more. That's never the wrong answer. If you don't, then you will be restricting. 
and just avoid judging what and how much you want to eat and listen to your body, listen to your brain when it's saying, I think I want to eat some more right now. Don't judge it, just respond to it because it does know what it's doing. It does know what it's telling you and it's only asking for these things because it actually needs the food. If you do still have any trackers, any scales for food or any other measuring methods, please, please get rid of them. Eating without restriction is not measurable by numbers or a machine. Only your body can decide and tell you what it needs in terms of food quantity. And that's likely to be a lot more in recovery than a portion size on a carton or a diet industry created advisory piece of information that you might find somewhere. So just respond to your body. You don't need to measure or weigh anything. Eat as much as possible. Eat what your body's asking for. And if you're in any doubt, always eat more. And then I'm going to give you a few other little mind games that you could play to overcome your restrictive mindset. So the first one is, imagine that you're explaining to an alien that you have an illness which left you starved and malnourished. And you're treating it by not eating all you want and you're treating it by ignoring your hunger. And then reflect on that and really see how mad that really is. The other thing is to ask yourself, what would you advise someone else who was overcoming a restrictive eating disorder in the moment that you are in and in this moment that you're questioning what to do. Try to detach from yourself and then follow the advice you know you would give to a friend in your position because that is usually the healthy option. It's usually the non-restrictive option. And it can also help when you're faced with food choices to apply the question, if all food was zero calories, what would I choose right now? It's amazing how many times when applying this mentality, the answer is burger or cake. And funnily enough, the answer is rarely lettuce or kale. And always please aim to live the life you want tomorrow, today. Eat today all the things you want to be able to eat in your future life. This meal or this snack counts to take you to the life that you want to be living. So start eating all those foods that you've been dreaming of being able to eat in your future. Start eating them today because until you do, you'll never overcome that fear of eating them and you'll never be able to eat them in your future unless you start eating them right now. And of course, there's also the good old fail-safe opposite actions mindset and philosophy to recovery. So is your brain telling you not to eat the Mars bar and eat the rice cracker instead? If so, you eat the Mars bar. If your brain is telling you to just have the small fries, you get the large. Always, always go to the opposite of what your restrictive brain is trying to guide you to and you can't go wrong in recovery. And as far as possible, also, always please stay in the moment. Don't let worry about earlier 
or later affect what you eat right now. And I know this is hard, but we could be hit by a meteor later, and all that angst would be over nothing. So just live for the moment. Stay in this moment. What do I want to eat right now? It doesn't matter what I've eaten earlier. It doesn't matter what I might eat later. I'm just going to focus on the here and the now. Another thing to do in recovery is to use your life values to remember what you really want from life. Do you value diet culture, being thin and super fit, according to society's misguided view, above anything else in your life? Or, as I suspect is truly the case, do you have values that are aligned with being happy, loving, free-minded, generous, fun and relaxed? Values that don't really align with all that the eating disorder will allow you to be. Focus on those values that are really yours and use those values to make the right choices when it comes to eating in recovery. Now, in recovery, different practical approaches can work for different people or can work at different stages of the recovery process. But whether you go fast in a slam on the gas and eat all you crave, blasting through every fear food as you do, or whether you go stepwise into addressing restriction, it can all work. But just make sure that whatever you do, that you are making progress in your recovery. And if you're using a meal plan at this stage of your recovery, then please, whatever you do, see it as a minimum and never your maximum. Unless you are at a severe risk at this stage of refeeding syndrome, then a meal plan should never ever be used as a maximum amount of food that you eat in the day. So if you have a meal plan, don't let your meal plan be a tool to restrict. And if it is, then it needs reviewing and a new approach for your recovery really needs to be found. And as you go through recovery, just try and ensure that you always also have times where you're eating out or where you're eating things that someone else prepares for you so that you loosen your control over the food you're eating. Because if someone else is cooking, then you can't control what goes in it and deliberately or otherwise restrict on it. And yes, this can be really scary, especially if you've been used to cooking for yourself or preparing your own food for a very long time. But it's also very necessary for a recovered future where you want to be able to be spontaneous, eat out in restaurants or just go to someone's house for a meal or whatever it is. If you are a calorie checker, then buy foods of unknown energy values. So wherever possible, find the foods without labels. That might be in fresh bakeries or delicatessens at markets. Unfortunately, restaurants now in most countries, it seems, do enjoy putting energy values onto the menus, which is, of course, another topic for another day. But if you can find places that still don't display the energy values, then go there and eat there and buy as many foods as you can which don't have the numbers plastered all over them so that you get out of the habit of having to know the numbers when you're eating. And if you do see the numbers, always aim for the highest, not the lowest. And I think I said this earlier on, but I'm going to say it again. Please stop buying diet 
low-calorie or low-fat foods. You need to be opting for Ben & Jerry's ice cream, not Halo Top. And also while you're in recovery, make a list of your fear foods or whatever you want to call them and those fear situations and aim to face as many in a day as you can. Really address those fear foods. Keep working at all the things that still scare you in recovery. Don't slow down on that. Don't address a couple early on in recovery and then think, okay, I've done a few fears now and just get bored of it and forget about it. Make sure that you're constantly reviewing what's still scaring you, constantly bringing those situations and those foods into your recovery and into your life. And then the other key part in challenging any restriction is to then repeat it, repeat it and repeat it again and again. And remember that you need patience and persistence in this recovery game. It's easy to get complacent, it's easy to get bored, but just keep repeating things, keep challenging new things, keep shaking it up in your recovery. Also, whenever you can, deliberately eat much, much more than anyone around you to rewire any restrictive tendencies of always having to eat only as much as or less than others. You are in recovery and your body needs are very different to someone who is energy balanced. So if you have that tendency to only eat as much as the other people around you or even to eat less than them, you need to rewire that and address it by actively making yourself eat more than they do. And while you're at it, deliberately get yourself to eat more of things than you ever thought you possibly could. So examples might be eating ice cream by the tub and not by the scoop, eating huge, large chocolate bars, eating family-sized bags of crisps, and going extra large in everything you choose. Show yourself that you don't have to stop at a small or what is considered a single serving size. This is recovery, and you can eat as much of anything as you want because abundance is your ticket out of restrictive eating. Alongside this, have days where you aim to eat everything in sight. Have 10 or 15 or 20,000 calorie challenge days without getting obsessive over the numbers, because that can be a way to show yourself what really eating without any restriction can look like. And it can really help you continue eating at that level but without the need to count and following the high hunger you have instead. And if you can do that, then you start to understand that eating that much food won't kill you and eating that much food is possible for you. So why not give it a go in your recovery? And when having challenge days, find other ways to make recovery a game. Go wild in recovery and find ways to make it fun Recovery doesn't have to be boring, so keep it interesting. And so you stay mentally engaged and not complacent or bored. And just keep switching your eating up and take it to more challenges and more fears. And you might want to use others here to help you plot and plan for this. Or ask them to join in even, to keep it even more engaging and spicy in your recovery. Of course, many also restrict their intake due to fear of weight gain, but the fear of gaining weight will never go unless it's faced. 
So in recovery, you need to accept that that fear isn't going anywhere fast. And you just need to eat, gain weight, and learn that the world doesn't end when you do so. And as you gain the weight in recovery, when you eat with much less restriction, also understand and remind yourself that weight gain alone is not recovery. Just because you've gained weight or just because your BMI is now healthy or well over healthy, and I'm using the terms healthy here in in inverted commas because we know BMI is not a true indicator of health, just remember that eating disorder recovery is about mental state and not weight on a BMI chart. If you still have fears around food and fears about eating without some form of restriction, or fears about gaining more weight, and these fears are making you still engage in disordered thoughts or do disordered things, then you have to keep going with recovery and pushing against any form of restrictive eating, no matter what. Keep reminding yourself, recovery is about mental state, not weight, and keep reminding yourself that you need to keep going, pushing into your recovery, until your mental state is as recovered as it can possibly be, which is 110% recovered. And when you get to the end of each day in your recovery, quietly sit and go back over your day in your mind and try to identify where the eating disorder still showed up with little sneaky restrictive ways. And once you've identified where the eating disorder showed up for you that day, then the next day you can be even more aware and address these ways that the eating disorder is still turning up in your day-to-day life. But also each day, notice the positives that you've achieved that day too, however small they are. Find the good sides to your recovery, because there will be some, and more likely lots of them. So recognise the wins and celebrate them, because they all matter and they all deserve little victory dances. Another thing I often say is that recovery in isolation might well be impossible. So please ask others to help, whoever that is, whether it's friends, family, a coach, a professional, or ideally a whole team of people who are there to support and cheerlead for you and people to hold you accountable and keep you focused and stop you getting complacent, which is all too easy to do in recovery. So find your recovery team and use them for that support that you will probably need. Well, I'd say most people definitely need it in recovery. And one nearly final big thing is to accept that your perception of what a lot of food or enough food, or a binge or feast amount of food is, might actually be really quite skewed at the moment. People who've been eating restrictively for a significant amount of time often have very skewed ideas about what a lot of food looks like. And that's understandable because of the level of restriction that they might have been eating to for so long. Therefore, you might eat just a couple more biscuits or a chocolate bar in the day And suddenly your brain is telling you that you're eating so much food and that you're eating recovery amounts of food now. 
So regularly just try to detach yourself from your own mindset when this happens and consider whether you would consider that a lot of food for somebody else. And always go back once again to the old mantra that if you are thinking of food, then you are hungry and you need to be eating a lot more food, no matter how much food you think you've already eaten. And of course, another mantra is, I need all the nutrients and energy I can get at the moment, and more is always good. Finally then, please just remember, in recovery, if you don't fight, then the illness stays. So fight, you might feel shit about it, but that shitty feeling will pass. Fight and just keep going. All of you are worth so much more than this illness and don't let it take more from you than it already has. Today matters. Today matters in addressing any restriction in your life because you matter. I'm Helly. If there's anything else specific you want me to talk about on this podcast series, then please either contact me through my website or send me an email. If you want to know more about my coaching, then you'll find me on hellybarns.com and otherwise I'll speak to you very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.